Hello and welcome to Everyday Eternal number 143, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our brand new Patreons, Connor Clark and Matthew Schreiber. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Guys, this is insane. We're using a new piece of software. We can literally see each other while we're recording. And it's already so much fun. I don't want to do anything else ever again. <laughs> the, the future is now. The future is now. <laughs> People may not believe us, but we we were never like watching each other before. We were always just like voice only. So was, we were having to like judge the tone and each other. But now we can see how stupid we all look. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I think we should all agree that we just zoom in on our eyes or maybe on the mouth. Maybe that, that's a new type of, of audio recording. Or so we, for the minute before we press play, Julian was just zooming in on all the parts of his face. So just so we all know. Guys, yeah. listeners, we'll save you from that. You know, I, I can I can use my, my uh, tele lens, which can go like 525 uh, millimeters <laughs> deep, which at that point you can literally, probably you can see a reflection of yours in my eyes and did you know that that's actually a thing um which can you see the reflection of jiki jiki no but that, that's a thing and i read about <laughs> that even like 10 years ago that some special <laughs> agents when they want to steal your password they can literally see the reflection of your computer screen in your eyes and as you type your password if it's like somewhere on screen and it's not like all asterisks they can literally see the password in your eyes and that was literally over 10 years ago that i read about that so is this must- like things that apparently happened that probably maybe happened. Maybe somebody just happened. like made a BuzzFeed article <laughs> about like 10 things people can see in your eyes or yeah, something. Yeah. Number seven will shock you. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, and now I'm, now I'm wondering, can you see your opponent's cards in their eyes if they are... No, that, that wouldn't work, right? I think that's called cheating. I, I, yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that, that of course, that of course, but I'm just like wondering. I had a crazy story from the first GP I played. I was in Strasbourg 2013 where I thought I was like the smartest p- uh, person in the room wearing sunglasses at a tournament, at the side event. And then, dude, and then like after the tournament, like Tomoharu Saito approached me. He's like, dude, yeah, pretty cool glasses, but like, I can literally see all your cards. And, like, and then, you know, then I was like, I was almost, I was so cocky. It's like, dude, try me. And so, so that's brainstorm, terminus, moat, jace, <laughs> island, oh, so tundra. Funny. It's a holy shit, like yeah. And then I remember you, you guys know how I went. You guys know how Antron Royal was actually banned from Magic because of that? Because kind of because of moat. No. Yeah, yeah, because of moat. Yeah, he, he pointed <laughs> out that the card exists, so he was banned. No, um, he he played at the Pro Tour, and he could apparently see the reflection of his uh, opponent's cards in his sunglasses. Or rather, I think he tried to see them because he was wearing them like on his t-shirt or something. And in the end, I think he got he he wasn't able to see them, but he got busted for lying to a judge because he told the judge that he wasn't trying to. But multiple people had actually seen him trying to, and I think whether he would have been able to see the cards or not wouldn't even matter, at least according to the rules or policies back then. But the very fact that he lied to the judge was why he got. Basically he probably would have gotten less trouble if he just said yes. I was trying to. I think. It's so funny, right? When you, when you read about disqualifications and, and, and all that kind of stuff, hmm. a lot of times, maybe people would have gotten a game loss, maybe even like the cute from the event. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really got them into trouble was for lying to a judge in the long yeah. run. Right. <laughs> this is like, come on, just like take the L and, and that's it. Don't be a cheater. <laughs> yeah. So simple. Yeah, so simple. 
something that's not very simple is what the fuck, Kai? What if which card you have added two cards to our show notes? Uh, we want to discuss what you guys have been up to lately, and you added. Uh, maybe you wanna uh, help us out here because I don't even know what any of those cards. I played. Do. I played one of them in painting. No way, dude! Like I. Oh my The God. second one. Please start. Like. It was probably like an hour ago, thirty minutes maybe, um, before the before the show. I uh, I gave this terrible, terrible banned mid range control deck with uh, Entreaty Angels another spin to another fabulous two and three. I hated which episode. format. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like looking at these cards, a genuine Dude, question. <laughs> and like, so I was two and two, and then my last opponent um was uh was a Japanese. I think I played him before um was uh on on death and taxes like last year at least and um they st- was it Yosh- yoshiwata no it's not Yo- like that i mean he's he's the dude but like yeah yeah oh he's the yeah, dude but, like the i think dude. like that's the god of legacy and then there's the dude of legacy <laughs> no he's he, he he's is the, the dnt japanese player yeah yeah uh but no he like uh some other user but like they opened with turn one uh ancient tomb into thorn of amethyst and i like immediately thought that was maybe like some some eldrazi nonsense and then they <laughs> then they played steel seraph and threat yes. and trans spider dude and i had to read like so many of those cards <laughs> and like Dude, holy shit. These are great. Like, Thrand Spider, I gotta read those cards out loud, because I, th- I don't think yeah, any of gotta, our listeners gotta. know even like that those cards exist. So, both cards are from the uh, new set, Brothers War, and the Thrand Spider, they're also both, by the way, they're both rares. Thrand Spider, three mana, two, four, two, four reach, <laughs> so you gotta, that's basically a giant spider, but when it enters the battlefield, you and target opponent each create a tapped Power Stone token. Now, Power Stone tokens... Not very common in Legacy, I think, and I had to read Powerstone Token twice because it has, it reads uh, it, it it's worded weirdly. Yeah, dude, it, it's so it's yeah. so it. Basically, it says you generate a colorless mana, but you can only use it for artifact spells. But the Powerstone says you cannot use it for non-artifact spells, and I'm like, what? Like I, so you can you you can use it for activated abilities. Of non-artifacts. Ah, okay. That's why it's worded so weirdly. So, you, yeah. you, I don't know, you can regenerate so you, Masticar, which I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can regenerate Masticar with a Power Stone. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, common, you, common use in Legacy in 2003. You could, you could activate a, um, a... Just wait, like, Newt is going to add it to his, like, deck. <laughs> <laughs> but you can activate a Stoneforge Mystic with it. It's worded weirdly, but yeah, it's... I can't remember the oh, reasoning why, but Okay, I, I guess, I guess that kind of rings a bell. Um... Yeah, but yeah, like I, anyway. I, I clicked like crazy to 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 try to uh, to cast a snap cast mage with that mana. Didn't work. Anyway, <laughs> um, that also has a seven mana ability, and that ability is that is not a joke. He activated that ability like three times in, in game two. So it's a seven mana activated ability. And look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put them into your hand. Put them, put the rest on the bottom. So. This doesn't seem very powerful at first, especially for seven mana, but they basically what the deck did was like it was a Microsynth Garden, Chalice of the Void, Thorn of Amethyst type of like pr- prison. Yeah, Seal Stompy kind of yeah, kind of yeah. deck, but to back it up with um, cheap creatures such as the Foundry Aspect Inspector, which makes all your stuff cheaper, and then plays crazy stuff like, I mean, crazy stuff like Thran, Thran Spider, and then the, the Steel Seraph, so that's a sick... Wait, 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 wait. going back to Thran Spider, like the 7 mana thing, is that actually good? Because I, when I was reading it, I was fully expecting it to put it into play. I mean, it was, I, I, I brought in Collector Oof. <laughs> and you brought in Dude, something? I, mean, I brought in Collector Oof because I thought that is too powerful. Oh, against yeah. it, against it, okay. <laughs> 
okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably also good against the rest of the deck, but yeah, yeah okay, um, okay. I, I guess it looks really deep. Top four, ah, top four well, isn't that the, deep. Actually, well, honestly, this is shit. I mean, the, 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 thing, the thing is, like, they, they already get the uh, the power stone token, right? And like, mm, they have okay, a bunch. Okay. They have all the soul lands, and like, at some point, they're gonna like flat out, and this just makes sure that you don't flood out. Maybe it's still seven mana though. Okay, 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 okay. So I can see. It also it blocks Diva really well. It blocks Dragon Witch Channel. Okay, I'm I'm gonna retract my assessment of its shit. I'm just gonna say it's it's not that good. Yeah. Mm. You you've Which, nailed you know, why I've, pretty much I tried it in Painter because it blocks DLC. But, but you blocked that one? Or Delver, yeah, Delver That's if good, you can. Yeah. But like they're not gonna attack <laughs> Delver into this. I, I meant you included that. Okay, okay, okay. Um it, so, so it is, is our money going into like Thran Spider? I, I have I have a foil one if you oh, want, but no. it's not good, I promise. <laughs> Tempting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the other the other idiot but, uh, was uh, Steel Seraph. That so now that's a six mana artifact angel. Uh, it also has prototype for one one white white as a three three, but it's technically it's a six mana um, flying five four. And at the beginning of combat, target creature you control gains your choice of flying, vigilance, life or lifelink until end of turn. <sighs> um, reads out for the cheap cheap cost of six mana. <laughs> Yeah, this is like I don't know. We ordered a chroma from Wish or something. Um, yeah. So what should this I say? Like, not bad. I, like, honestly, like I, I don't think I lost to the creatures. I, I just lost to like Chalice of the Voids and, uh, and, and, and ah. like double. Th- uh, what's it called? <laughs> the uh, Amethyst. Yeah, because um, Microsoft that that was actually like one of one of the better things with um, Microsoft Garden is to copy another Thorn of Amethyst. While you have a lot of pressure on the board, I like that a lot. I've played against um, a kind of. It, it looked like white hammer. It didn't have. I don't think it had the hammer aspect, but it was like white steel stomping the with the ingenious <laughs> But it, it had it had thorn main deck yeah. and the gardens, and that was a really good interaction. I think that's one of the best ones. Like copying LED is really cool, and that was what everyone gravitated to. Right. But just being a land that casts your thorn, and then the next turn you just like it is another one exactly, or copies your creature. Um, I I might be playing LLM like a, a steel stumpy variant with oh I can share screen hold on with Armix. I want to get some uh, vengeance here because I called this out when when it was spoiled and Julian shot me down like crazy. And Julian also doesn't remember at all. About the no, but but I want to play steel stumpy with I think gardens and thorn and that interaction was like part of the reason why. So Armix is a three mana two and a black legendary artifact creature golem. It's a three two. And when Armix Filigree Thrasher attacks, you may discard a card. When you do, your target creature defending player controls gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifact cards in your graveyard. So it's a 3 mana 3 2. When it attacks, you can like loot a card to kill something. Julian looks incredibly unimpressed. Well, the thing is, I've seen it in side parts every now and then in Legacy. It, it's not like the card doesn't exist, uh, but uh, it, it doesn't exist enough for me to actually be able to name it. But now that you've like explained it to us, I, I can't say I haven't seen it being used, but I've never really seen it used by, by anybody who did well. I mean, it, it kind of reminds oh, me of like Glorybringer from Standard, you know? Where like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's three mana. It's like you can cast off Ancient Tomb and City and stuff. And here's another one which I think goes in the deck. Scorpic Lord from the Warhammer 40,000 decks. It's a two and a black as well for an artifact creature. It's a Necron Noble, of course. And it's a 3-2 with Menace. And other artifact creatures you control have plus one plus oh and have Menace. 
which is a very powerful effect when you're like going wide with just all these yeah. cheap artifact shitters. And then mm-hmm. it has unearth as well for two and a black. So then it comes back again, giving your whole team this unearth ability. Uh, are you in the pockets of like big unearth or something? Like you're... <laughs> big unearth. <laughs> you're really making trying to make like unearth like an evergreen That's ability true. in legacy or something. Dragon Engine as well. Yeah, and you know, until I started playing with it in paper, I also thought that uh, Chaos Defiler had unearthed. Like, literally the first time I played in paper, I tried to unearth it for five. And my partner was like, what are you Easy. doing? Like, Do oh. <laughs> well, then we'd play three, okay. four. Yeah, yeah, like, we, we played all, all of them. Well, like, I mean, it's, speak, speaking of, like, favorite keywords, like, is, is unearth your absolute number one favorite, like... Uh, no, I just think artifacts are cool, and artifacts coming back from the graveyard is cool. So Unearth does it a lot. I don't know. I'm the, big, the thing is that you I really love Ancient Tomb, I guess. No, it's not even that. I love artifacts, and I love some of their parts, synergy pieces, and artifacts that do that. And so it very much... Goblin Welder is just maybe my favorite card at this point. Mm-hmm. So anything that like plays with this in-out incremental advantage, but with like some of their parts, artifact bits and pieces... I'm starting to really enjoy Agrodex as well. So, steel. Okay, like when, once you develop a taste for Agrodex, you never want to play anything else again. It's just you, you, you have so much power over the emotions of your opponent. It's just like mm-hmm. you crush them, and you know that you're gonna crush them. And sometimes you know you're not gonna crush them, but you still get to have a little bit fun for like mm-hmm. a couple of turns. For and, and you know maybe you top deck out or something. Uh, it, they they always top deck terminus though. So. Yeah, but terminus <laughs> sucks. Like nobody plays yeah. that. Yeah, seriously. If you want to do well in, in legacy, like. Uh, I guess we, we get to it at some point. There, there, there's some kind of comeback for control decks, at least on on the horizon right now, or maybe it's an to artifact. That. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but before we move into that, uh, Kai, you, oh my god, what is that token? Holy shit, man! Yeah. What have you been up to? Yeah, here? I, yeah, yeah. This is... I also like uh, like since last week or like two weeks ago. Um, I kind of went back on like on the on the painting track, like. But in comparison to to uh, to Callum, I don't I don't do that weird artifact thingy. <laughs> I just uh, I just grabbed some <laughs> some brushes and uh, did, yeah, did a painting uh, for for the storm token. And this is like what I want to do like moving forward, and especially in this this year and probably like the next next year or maybe two, is to um to get make like a, a bigger token Solaris token series. And like I I finished the storm token. A few other tokens mm-hmm. are on uh, are on the. On, in the queue already like angel token and clue tokens are next probably and uh i don't know i i just kept listening like podcasts and music and it's, it's just so good to even like like rewatch some some streams and whatnot while painting and uh so, how, how long does it take you to do a painting like that and by the way for people who want to see it it's going to be on your instagram savatarix yeah. on your twitter all over on the twitter place, yeah. on instagram right um so this is right now i'm not going to share it anywhere it's just just for us <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just for our enjoyment like kai spent i don't know like 25 hours painting this i have no oh, idea good. no 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 but um the good thing about like painting is that you can, you can start and stop whenever you feel like it so it, it oh, so it's so. it, 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 nobody it, behind you like guy you have to keep going like your girlfriend's like no you have to earn money come keep going one more stroke one more stroke like I had I think I, I I did this in like like five or six sessions but like like two sessions were under thirty minutes and the other ones were like longer than two hours I think each and it kind of mm-hmm. e- ended up like to probably around ten hours maybe maybe a little longer that's pretty good for ten hours but that's a solid amount of time as well right it is amazing you always start with a sketch first. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to like building a deck maybe where you have like this initial idea. Like usually when I when I build a new deck, I also type in like 
little notes on my phone because I'm usually like, you know, somewhere out there and uh, try to like get all my like all my thoughts right. And um, and then once I come home, I start I launch a magic online and then, you know, I, I do the weird Bruce. Mm. Right. And it's kind of similar with paintings, I think, where I just pick up a lot of like thoughts and, and the color combinations and whatnot. Or sometimes I just like scratch something something together that's really quick. And then uh, I put them all together um, on this painting. Do you go like through a bunch of different sketches first? Yeah. And a lot of ideas yeah. I also immediately abandon sooner mm. or later. So it's like, it, so you say it took 10 hours, but really it was loads more leading up to it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like in it was, way, it was yeah. 10 hours in front of the canvas, but it yeah. is like much, much more time before that, even before that, because it took yeah. me probably like a whole day to to figure out what kind of token I want to make first. So, uh, you know, <laughs> But just does that have like a mohawk or, or what's there on top of this guy? So uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, don't know what what I wanted to do. Like, because um, I th- I th- I wanted to just have some 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 shapes and some some chaos, some a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. stuff going on. You know what that side reminds me of? Go ahead. That almost looks like one of those painting paintings that you see in churches, especially the hand. I don't know what the, like you're the artist, but that painting side is called. But if if there was like no skull with a mohawk in it, I, I would have like believed that this is like something I could see in a church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, dude, I, the next church is literally like across the street, so I uh, you know I can. <laughs> okay, okay. Cool. See if they'll put up in there. Yeah, it's like see if so. You so how long until there. people can actually like pick those up? So um, well, right. So um the the. Um, the whole point of of those paintings is that I um I scan them and I make tokens out of them so people can use them for their for their legacy modern whatever decks right and the tokens are gonna be ready in probably about two weeks from now they've mm-hmm. already been ordered yeah really stoked to see them because the one of the ideas I had for this year is to also like um go to more events magic events uh in Europe maybe even to the states who knows and I've been obsessed with the with the idea to have like an own booth where I get to play magic where people can directly yeah. challenge me but also I, I I sell my um you know my art and, and things and connect with more people I think that's really appealing to me and what I want to push forward yeah yeah, you you already sounded pretty excited about it. Even last time when you came back from from Gamescom, right? You already liked that quite a lot. And now that we've been to Four Seasons, and everything you also like you were really into that, right? So I I can see you enjoying that a lot, yeah. man. Like a really already I already so uh, secured a, a slot for the Gamescom. It, for the next yeah, one? for Aug- <laughs> Aug- it's it's gonna be in Cologne, August this this year. And you, it's usually a big convention, like the biggest convention, I think, for for games. Um, not so much for Magic the Gathering, but a lot of people who play, I don't know, Counter Strike and then and what else? Uh, <laughs> that's the next that, best that's thing, the next like Magic Counter Strike. That's like a big old one. Honestly, like there's probably no other game I've put more hours into than Counter Strike. If if you don't count Magic Online, but also like there was there was a long time ago when I played that. Uh, I'll be the yeah. other in the spectrum. I've never played it in my life. Speaking of which, speaking of which, there is one PC ga- PC game uh, I w- I always wanted to buy, but never uh, but never ended up buying it. That was the Warhammer. Um, I think it was called Mark of Chaos or some something like that. It was like because I played Warhammer for and fought my fantasy in 40k for a few years, and then I, I I stopped. And like a few years after, they released this um this PC game, which was kind of the same, I think. But I don't know. I I've tried it, and uh, I downloaded it and played like half an hour of this Warhammer Total War at the moment, which is meant to be like fantasy where your command, all the units, it's apparently is incredibly deep and complex. But it's like it where you're you don't like have one on one soldiers. It's like a whole battlefield, and you have to 
control every unit as you go and sacrifice units and trading and all this kind of stuff. So maybe that would <laughs> yeah appeal. Actually, now that now, now that you say it like that, it doesn't really sound that appealing then. You. I think a lot, the Warhammer games are either like you know just shoot 'em ups or strategic. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I haven't played them. I haven't played Callum, them. you've been you've been uh, basically addicted to Warhammer all week, right? I just checked out our Warhammer channel on the on the Patreon Discord, and you posted some new stuff that you already bought. Yeah, I went to the shop on the way home today. I had an annoying day at work today, so I got to go to the shop on the way home. It's the like, okay, you know, and now I have to <laughs> hang out with these clowns. Oh my god! Like, let's oh, just pick up guys. some new armies. <laughs> I have been playing Magic though. I played a league last night with like Red Green Initiative to see if it was fun. It was. Is not it really? Yeah. No. <laughs> that's what i expected honestly <laughs> i like it, it's it was like 10 p.m and it was fun i think i went for one and it was fun to jam mm-hmm. i've kind of like been playing more this green white initiative it's not very good but i actually quite enjoy it it's just a bit too slow and mopey and it, i keep going like three two but it's okay it's interesting but the thing about these initiative decks uh it might be even more true for the green red ones is they they don't really feel very dynamic in their gameplay mm-hmm. it almost mm-hmm. feels like you're playing i don't know I was gonna say checkers, which um, I mean that's that's maybe too low, but <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like there's there's some kind of dynamic. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make this awesome play. You know, Painter's all about that, and and then you have like that, like, yeah. you go, or like Death and Taxes oh, is also all about the amazing plays, it, and uh, even like Dive can do amazing stuff that you you don't really see coming. And then yeah. that deck is like, turn one four mana four mana dude, turn two four mana four mana dude, turn three four mana. I mean, Three mana I mean, dude. Actually, no, there's not even three it, mana dudes it, in there. That just does win games, though. But yeah, it's true. Not, it's not the most dynamic. You're right. Right. Like the the very earlier ones I tried had like just more fast mana, and <laughs> your whole game plan was make it four drop. This one I played yesterday was, I think, four lands more than what I played before. So you were able to go land, go land, go play something. Okay. Okay. So but I'm not, nothing else. I'm a complete monkey. I like I don't know how many lands are meant to be in deck. Like when I make something, I just Put the cards I want and fill it out with lands. It's, it's, it's terrible. So, I built a list and there was like 14 lands, but then there was like eight spirit guides and once upon a time and chromoxes and lotus petals. It's like, like half the deck is mana. You know, I, I like this confession because when you look at your mox field, I, I don't know if you ever did, but your your no. black red paint ever since you started listing that everywhere has like infinite hits compared to the other decks, and now here you're oh, really? like, oh, I just monkey myself through like everything. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I don't no. really know how to build a deck. And, like so many people have literally just taken that list, copied it. And, like, look at me. This is what right. I did for the first half year. Like, oh my god, let's let's go to the source. Let's go to uh, Column <laughs> and find out how many lands I'm supposed to play. Is it going to be twenty one? Is it going to be twenty two? He must have the answers. I just, it's all vibes. It's I play a lot brute force, smash my head against the wall, the ma- the magic online wall, just dunk 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 until I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm getting mana screwed. Let's add some more lands. That's the I'm not getting, I'm, I'm flooding. Let's let's cut some lands. Dude, I like it. My um, I'm known by one of my friends who's he's kind of quit magic now, but he used to always make fun of me because I would cut a land to add a grave titan. That's what I did in in my favorite deck. I played Nick Fit, and I'd be like, I really want a grave titan, but I love everything else. So I'm just gonna cut a land. I'm not a very sensible deck builder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, apparently adding four more lands let me cast my spells more. Yeah, it's not like a lot me. of discipline because I, I think when we were all kids, I think we just added more cards to the deck, you know. My card, my deck was like, it started out this big and then it became this big and like I added like two lands because they were rare or something like Sheevan Guard. Like, oh my God, I must go yeah. in legendary lands. Only so rare lands put, uh, make it in the deck. That, that's that, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah. yeah I've, 
but lands are boring. Like, I don't know. Every time I play like more than three basic mountains, I'm like, yeah, but you're not playing all these like more fun cards. Right. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of painter, so I didn't really do a ton. I just mumbled around playing games here and there. Julian, you're up to something. Yeah, yeah. I was up to something. And I've played a lot of painter this week, I wanna say. And so this honestly, is now a painter podcast. Julian's the painter guy. It it just happens to be <laughs> it just happens to be at least today. We we had no plans, but then Sunday came around and and I played painter. No, honestly, like this week on Twitter, I want to say, people were so much talking about, like, Tilt, and oh my god, like, the weirdest thing to me, and I don't even mean that in, like, a mean way, but I've seen some people, like, post, oh yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like I can't go bad too bad after I lost, I have to keep playing until I win, like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, what the oh, fuck? That, like, that's, like, almost like poker. Can, <laughs> Imagine, like, you just keep playing until you lose, and oh no. But the thing is, you know what's <laughs> interesting <laughs> to me? Because I can actually relate to that feeling so much. But I can only relate to that feeling in the games where I know I suck at. And you know how much I love StarCraft? Yeah, how much, like, even, like, Warcraft 3, I started watching a lot of Warcraft 3 anymore. Uh, there are a lot of, like, RTS games. And while I played, like, probably a rough average, touching my leagues, I was in overall, in the grand scheme of things, I still sucked. Like, I, you can't put it any other way. And the, for those games, I was scared to hit, like, the ladder button. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I lose now? Then that's going to be so bad. And then when I won, I would go back and watch the replay, like, five times and be like, oh, true, didn't you so good so at this good. game? Oh, my God, you should yeah. be, like, in Codex or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those games, when I, when I had, like, a loss, I was like, oh, I want to go to bed on a high. And, and, and I can very much relate to that. But in Magic, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm too cocky or maybe I, I feel like I've I've proven myself to, to myself, like, to the level I want to play at. So I, I don't even care when I don't do well. I, I mean, that's a lie. I care when I don't do well, but hmm. not to the point where I would like get on tilt or, or anything. Like he, he, we're going to get to how I, spoiler alert, I went to the finals of the Legacy Challenge and I, I lost game three in like a really weird way. But it was, was like, it was almost like funny to me, like whatever. I've, <laughs> I don't yeah. care. But yeah, so I, I didn't do very well with Painter throughout the week. Uh, I guess I had a couple of like two threes, a uh, couple of three twos, I think I had one four one, but most of the results were like kind of middling. Like like probably the two three was the most common result I had this week. And I was like, I was actually wondering, you know, maybe maybe I'm not doing something right. Maybe I need to change something up, or maybe it's just variance. Who knows? And honestly, part of the answer is also that whenever I play on Magic Online, I like it, I watch at least one thing on YouTube and play something else and play Magic Online. That doesn't always work very well. For the challenge this time, I put on Sticker Bash Symphony, Sticker Bash Symphony from Lucky Kong Country 2, one of my favorite focus soundtracks of all times, and then listen to the shit for like, I don't know, eight hours on repeat, maybe more. <laughs> Same soundtrack. This is how you win challenges, going. everyone. Yeah. Or came so to come second. Most of the challenges that I've won, I, I have like some kind of soundtrack that keeps blasting for literally eight or ten hours. Like sometimes <laughs> I go away and like cook or something and I come back. Uh, and that's it. I think uh, that was like. I don't remember it right now. Anyway, so I played... To, to, to I quickly played, add wait. to you the thing, there was one weekend where I went undefeated in the challenge on Saturday, then lost the quarterfinals to Delva, and then undefeated in the showcase challenge on Sunday, then lost the quarterfinals to Delva. But I did go 15-0 and in both Swisses over them. But the day before, on Friday, I played a league and I went 0-4 drop. And I was really, really didn't even want to play Saturday. But I was like, I woke up later than I didn't go out. And I was like, you know what, let's give it a go. So it it just can be like the frame of mind you're in and some variants and they add together and make these things happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it feels very much so. And yeah, you know, something that actually, 
<laughs> I almost want to say gave me hope is I saw somebody do like a tier list of the best decks in Legacy. And in tier one, they had uh, Delva, Cephalid Breakfast, and Painter. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're still playing a tier one deck. So maybe Painter's not a tier one deck anymore, or I just like wasn't <laughs> playing well. Like, whatever. No, no it's still, like, I like. I don't have Dude, to worry. I like like how, how how people sometimes like lose complete confidence. Like w- once they hit, once they went like <laughs> oh four, like you know, <laughs> once I do it, I think I think I'm dude. I'm just the worst player it, on this planet. It really and, affects like, you. Like I've we've all played like so many thousands, like hundreds or thousands of games, and still an 04 in a league does affect your psyche. Like I I know better. I know that it shouldn't affect me. I know that it doesn't really matter. It was it was a hundred play points. It doesn't matter. But it's it leaves a little scar. Okay, well, so it, here's a question. It, like, it does. Like, so if you go 04, like, do you complete the league or do you drop? I, it really depends on my mood or if I if I have other things to do. Quite quite often I'll play it out. Like, because I, again, like I do the, I know better. Like, I'm just playing for practice. I'm playing to play more games. Oh, you're not playing to maximize your ELO? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think I'm, I hit like 16 or something recently because I was just playing really bad decks and, I miss whoa, around whoa, a whoa, ton. Whoa. You, you know you get like dropped from this podcast if you ever like go below at least seventeen hundred fifty. I have been very high there as well. Do you remember? Okay. I, was, okay. I was like I was like nineteen eighty something with painter. Okay. Uh, you know I still wonder about like the the record is on magic. The record is like, twenty twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. I've or twenty sixty. There's I think it's mostly held by limited players. Oh, well, well, you, like, you're saying two thousand sixty, like not twenty. Like yeah, 2060. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen people like talk about how they had even higher, and but that wasn't paper because that's like this. Basically, hitting project. 2000 is insanely hard. Um, yeah, and magic. Like the, the people that I know, I think Marcus Ewald has done it, Trakis, uh, yeah. and then a couple of others. He, Most he of them have done speak. it on the backs of yeah, exactly miracles, right? There was also <laughs> Alan Wu with Soul Sisters got to like 2020 or just under or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it's rare. It's super hard. So yeah, Painter got me to. 1980 something 1984 or whatever so i'm allowed to go to 1600 with bad brews god damn it <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway okay. sorry tell us about your challenge uh yeah i had a really good time there i pl- the main deck was pretty much uh what we would consider standard you were definitely gonna link it in the show notes which by the way are now also appearing on spotify thanks to people who have made us aware that nice that doesn't really work very well it, it should work very well now even though the links i don't know if, if spotify actually converts the links as well but we will see otherwise it's tunein.com <laughs> you can get the yeah, this main deck is smooth as butter this is like i know there's lots of ones and twos and threes but if you've played the deck a bunch or like <laughs> this is a Japanese deck, right? stock this this to me is like exemplifies this main deck is the stock yeah only, yeah, the, the, only the second city sticks out but like yeah the one thing the one change i have made is i have moved a blast to the main so initially i had like six blasts and i say i had like this is yeah. just some ancient it's, list i copied from you like half a century <laughs> ago and i've been running with that ever since it's like three or four bolts or six or seven blasts honestly like the only yeah. changes i ever make is like over the last six months was like oh how many lotus petal how many simian spirit guides and mm-hmm. there's like arguments we made for both but basically how i ended up moving the blast to the main was during the week i was playing against a lot of i want to say like blue white x control decks quite a lot and i felt like you know what what do blue white drags hate? They hate when you play something good on the first turn and follow it up with something good on the second turn because all of a sudden, like, they're like, oh my god, I have to react, I have to respond, I have to cast Thoughts of Plowshares, I have to cast, I don't know, Prismatic Ending, I, I want to cast my cantrips. Oh, this is also awkward. And I love doing that to them. So I was like, you know, we're going to play four copies of Thorn of Amethyst in the sideboard. Like, make all of your stuff more expensive and I can play it on the first turn. And it's additional hate against some kind of combo decks, even though, honestly, 
this is like a bad excuse against most combo decks where you would actually want that kind of hate. I want to say if it's just Thorn of Amethyst. I mean, it's still okay if you're on the play, but other than that, I, I'm I'm so and so against it. My whole reasoning is I don't care about Storm Comedy. Comedy Storm Comedy. Yeah, I mean, it is <laughs> pretty much a comedy deck. So uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you're in a meta game where you don't really have to respect it. It's it's not played. Yeah. If, yeah. And this deck. You still have Painter and Blasters, counter spells and stuff, and you can't play Thorn on the first turn. There's still game against combo. There, there is game, even though yeah. I don't even care, but you're yeah. right, you're very much right. Yeah. And in order to make room for that, I had to move one of the Blasts to the main deck because I did want the seventh Blast as well because they, they felt really necessary at that mm-hmm. kind of deck. The awkward thing is that the, the spells you care about a lot, like a lot of the Planeswalkers are white, so you can only really hit, hit them when you have like Painter and play. But Thorn also helps quite a lot against Planeswalkers because like all of a sudden, like I mean, surprise, surprise, but once your Planeswalkers cost five instead of four, they are not that good anymore, honestly. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this is one of the biggest reveals in the history of Legacy. Like, Julian this magic. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Like, did you know that if your opponent's high-end spells costs even more, they are worse? Like, ooh. Like, honestly, Thorn of Aventus is probably best on cantrips. Like, when they have to play two mana for a for, yeah. for panda or whatever. But yeah, I, I like that. That I like it as well. I want to say that Thorns did amazing work against exactly what I wanted them to do, like screwing up control decks, like I won against Ossimandias on Esper Control. I brought them in against some kind of like five color Zenith control. What else is there? Oh, somebody played like a blue red DRC Merktide control deck without Delva, where I brought them in. I also brought them in against Delva on the play. I felt pretty confident about bringing them in against Delva on the play. On the draw, I don't really like them too much. I still brought them in. I'm not sure how right that is. My my reasoning is the more removal you have, the better the thorns become because all of a sudden you can clear the board and then it's just, just like the, the thorns are not good against Painter. Or, like, the, the reason why Thorn is not stellar against Painter is because you might just, like, lose to the beatdown because you spend a, like, turn casting Thorn and then just, like, you, you can never catch up. But if you have, like, stuff like Fury in there, uh, eight blasts, and, yeah, this one still has, like, three lightning bolts for DRC, that, that, that's a world where you win, and that's how I won most of our games against Painter, <laughs> against Delva. Uh, the, the deck that gave me the hardest time was actually Grixis Control. That was my only loss in the Swiss. Uh, against QB Turtle 15. Oh, I yeah. don't know why, but in my head, like QB Turtle is like a painter player, but I could be wrong. No, no, they're not. They they play like every format, bit of a grinder. But oh, they, okay, okay. They okay. Uh, play like blue decks mostly. Yeah, they, they played Krixis Diver. They won against me in the third round of the Swiss. I, I won all of the other rounds in the Swiss. And then I played a rematch against them in the semifinals, where I guess, yeah, I won because I went to the finals. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was that was a really cool deck. Uh, if you if you want to look into something, definitely look into that deck. Uh, zombie fish, not that. I say zombie fish, uh, Gurmagangler, not that great against Fury. It, it, it's actually okay against Fury because Fury is so much more mana. Um, but most of the time, yeah. it's just like trade it, and Fury took down a DRC or something. So yeah, yeah. but I, I found like Gurmagangler or Tombstalker would be a nightmare for this deck. Like you have to paint a blaster. Like yeah. Not being blue is a real major upside. It's it reminds me of um, Marco Montani's shadow like call for for four seasons where he oh, played yeah. Mags what a genius. Moktide. Yeah, yeah, like they not being blue. Moktide is just obviously pushed. It's the next level. But like not being blue, depending on the meta game, like if Painter is very popular and then blue, white, red control with loads of pyroblasts is popular as well. I could see a real reason it- for them. The thing I get, uh, f- about Gormag Angler, though, was that it was really bad at attacking. Like, obviously, it's great against block uh, for blocking, but yeah. it was really good at, at attacking because you, c- you can chump block it. You can, yeah. you know, sometimes just, like, 
Painter, something. Painter Goblin loves playing this like itty bitty. Here's some yeah, yeah. Here's some board state like effects. There's just some random creatures and right. you're welding stuff in and out and stuff. It loves that game, but like. Tombstalker would be a nightmare for painters. Yeah, Tombstalker is, is the absolute nightmare. I wonder if this is like one of the best possibly played creatures people could have against us. Like, I'm not even sure. Like, I guess we have like painter servant plus bolt and and that. I love it. it so much. Like his like hell. Like you you, you posted this 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 pic on Twitter where you went like, hey, we have like the most played creatures like very macabre. And what if like the second most played creature is like actually Tombstalker? Tombstalker. You know, in oh, 2023. <laughs> it's gonna come back seriously Tombstalker is like shitty merc type but you can't really kill it I love Tombstalker like how, how do you so kill so much in like, my heart Tombstalker oh outside Dude, of, of swords or something that's exactly what people have been saying for 10 plus years like how yeah like people don't know people have not figured out like <laughs> nope <laughs> okay the scientists are still at work trying to figure out how do we get rid of Tombstalker yeah. and you know t- five years from now they're gonna come out and be like we have solved it and we're like okay Actually, we I, also I did I, by just playing better yeah, stuff yeah I think like the best card against Tombstalker is probably I think Quartal is what, what Bayful, I, yeah I was gonna say Bayful Strix right yeah. those kind yeah. of cards like, honestly Bayful Strix is even better because it doesn't get snuffed out Ah, ah, big brain! See, next Holy level science. <laughs> there is, there is that one other card that's good against it. Uh, swords. Oh, to that's one more. Swords to. Nah, dude. Nah, 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 I wouldn't nah, play nah, that. Nah, that's nah. probably for. No, that's, dude, that's for beginners. Dude, yeah. About? Like this is crazy. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> okay, we, yeah. we don't play white cards on this podcast. So yeah, I I went all the way to the finals. I played against Black Red Reanimator, and I actually what was my opponent's name? Piao, Piao. And Piao got the best of me. I knew what they were playing. And I actually noticed, like, the week before, they also got to the finals and they lost. I guess that means next week's, uh, next week I'm going to win the finals. Uh-oh. But, yeah, and in the first game I was in a play, I had, like, keepable-ish hands from, like, my seven and six and something in my five. I think I went all the way down to four because I was trying to find, like, something that's at least, you know, like, Painter plus Blast or, or Soul Guide Lantern or Soul Guide Lantern, like, my Silver Bullet in the main deck. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I ended up keeping a hand with Painter or Saga and a potential turn three kill if, if they ever let me get there, but they turn one you know, Arkan, whatever. Yeah. Uh, second game, I won on the back of just like Graveyard Hate. Third game, third game, I keep a hand that I feel like pretty good about. Uh, I have some kind of like Grave Interaction. I have an, a proper game plan and everything. I feel like, okay, I mean, if they have the nuts, they have the nuts. I'm, I'm not playing the game to beat the nuts. Uh, the people who like go, you know, six and three, they are the ones who want to beat the nuts. Dude, I have so much hate for people who go six and three. No, I, honestly, that's not even true. Like, I, I hate people who feel, I don't even hate people. Like, I hate the mindset of, of being like, I want to be good against everything. And like, yeah, and, Julian and, you know, is going this, off. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 This I, is I, the popping off episode. I have some what else hate? hate for, for what I consider wrong, non competitive mindsets. Nice food. I don't know. No, it's okay. I, I think if you make it all the way to finals, you can definitely pop off. That's okay. <laughs> when, when has a baby ever day two the GP? Mark. <laughs> Mark's baby won a GP. Mark Eric Vogt. Oh, his, oh, oh. His magical okay, line yeah. nickname is baby. You know, you know, my, the funniest part to me is like I, I once talked to Mark, Mark, like many years ago. Like, why, why is your magic on a nickname Baby? And and you know, he was just like, oh, I just like thought it's cool, like Baby. I'm like, hey, this, is, this is how deep it goes. Yeah, I was like, honestly, uh, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, third game, my my hand is like pretty decent against Reanimator, and you know what my opponent does? Turn one. Land, Lotus Petal, Dark Ritual, Doughty Voidwalker, Doughty Voidwalker. Three, two, Shadow, and rest doesn't matter. They literally put six unblockable damage on the pl- and play on first turn. And I was like, okay. That's crazy I, good. I sided out all my Furies. I sided out all my Lightning Bolts. 
I can never race this, like with no opening hand ever. The only way I can win is if I find, I guess, Painter Servant plus Pyroblast to like get rid of them, or Painter Servant plus Grindstone. I already had a Grindstone. I ended up having my last Fable that I had not sided out, so I guess that already helped me. And I just didn't find the Painter. Damn, <laughs> damn. So yeah, Painter, Painter um, lost. I lost to Black Red Reanimator with the turn one dot uh, double. Still congrats though. This is this is this is a crazy yeah, yeah. showing. Like for mm-hmm. deck like this, I personally don't ever want to play against this deck because I, I feel like all my all my deck choices are they're just terrible against whatever this is. Um yeah. We've talked about dude, it every I think once like in a while. The only good part about this deck is that there is no Torpo op in the 75. That's like the only good news. <laughs> and then the rest is like, dude, like every single card kicks me so hard in my balls. Like every single card. I guess except Fury, maybe, but ma'am. Yeah, oh, you're talking about Painter, not a uh, Reanimator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Painter for sure. I love how yeah. all of. This is not by on purpose. So all of Kai's like decks, every single time, all we talk about is like, oh, it's really bad against this. It's really bad against that on the podcast. Yeah. You like- know, we talked about earlier how sometimes people people lose faith in their decks. And to me, the most insane thing to me is when people who are actually like really good with their decks, before a big event, they all of a sudden come to me and they're like, you know, Julian, I might play this different deck that nobody has ever touched. And <laughs> you guys know these stories, right? You go to a GP, like this one guy or two who are like chuggernauts who like completely dominate your local scene all the time. And then you go to the GP and they're like, you know, there was this tournament in Estonia. Like, fuck, man, just play whatever you've been right. playing and not that shit. <laughs> and it happens yeah, so often. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a big fan of playing what you you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I also I quickly touch on those uh, Void Walkers. I think like everyone's made. I was. Yeah. Like same. a lot of yeah. people have been like making fun of uh, Doughty Void Walker. You know, be, calling it like a a modern staple, a, a casual card, uh, whatever commander staple. Gaga. This card is legit. This card this is card actually is so pretty legit. I think you, you can you can kind of call it like a like a baby version of Shieldred, maybe. Like you know, it is it is obviously much cheaper. Um, you can dark ritual it out, multiple copies, maybe in combination with Thoughtseize or Hum to Torak or what have you, and it is just unblockable three power in decks where people usually side out removal spells. So it is like if you if you think that it's like a turn one. Thresh Nimble Mongoose with Invasion, that's actually pretty decent. And I think <laughs> I think like um you also get the upside of like casting a bunch of like spells for you know for, for value. I guess you can do it like once, but I think uh um, Yeah, so you, you you do it the once, but it's like I um Francis went on a bit of a tear with like the tempo doomsday, and I suggested the Douthies to him. I, I said, guys, check out Douthy. I think it's pretty good because it does a bunch of things like Doomsday in post-Cyborg games can kind of struggle with Planeswalkers a bit. Control is quite popular. There's Narset and Teferi they don't really want to see. They also just, like, they struggle with some board control. And I think to make Delthy good, you have to be exactly what you said. You need to be a deck that has them in the sideboard that removal is bad in, in game one, so, like, Doomsday or, or Reanimator. And where it gets really good is when you have Discard. You're, like, a Discard-based back deck. So it just plays so well with Discard. You, you play it. And then you thought sees their best card. And then if they have a bomb, you get to play their bomb. If not, well, you just carry on because you have a creature and it's a threat. And it does just attack and win games. Like, it's kind of awkward that it can't block, but that's fine. It's not really what it's there for you. I mean, if you play it on the first turn and, and that's your plan, right? It's, it doesn't it's, really matter all that much. It's an unblockable like, Delver. And, yeah. yeah. Also, if you play Legacy and you stop blocking, you probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's <laughs> a whole <laughs> another story, but, you know, that's uh, some yeah. alarm banks. But, like... 
Francis showed me some screenshots of like against four color control. He played it and just thought seized a Minskambu, and it was just like, okay, well, turn two, I played a Minskambu. Dude, dude, <laughs> you know how how eyes. Usually, once a month, uh, month I play uh, Blue Black Mill, Dane Mill, together with yeah. uh, my friend Kevin on on my stream as a donation decklist. And this card has been carrying us so hard, especially against Sneak Show. You know, you can imagine yeah, you, how like Mill has such a hard time against Sneak Show. So you thought he's yeah, an Emrakul not anymore. Or exactly. Like, you, you don't yeah. even need to thought he's the Emrakul because you have like the crabs, like the eight crabs. You constantly mill them. Eventually, oh, you yeah, have Emrakul, and yeah. then you can just like. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Emrakul. Easy game. <laughs> let's let's not forget that this is also a Leyline of the Void. Like, yeah, yeah, you bring it in against graveyard decks, and you can again ritual it out of fast mana or whatever. Yeah, right. this card is super super underplayed. I'm glad you brought it back up. It's it does need things to go right. Like, I do think it has to fit the yeah. shell. You you do want discard base, and you do want it from the sideboard. Yeah, I, but you don't put right. it into like your Miracles control deck. I guess. Also, I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm not a, a game designer, <laughs> but I I love how Doughty Voidwalker is. Or re- like it's naturally the predator of um, DRC and Murktide region. Like all came out in the same set, and you know, like how, how mm. those two creatures abuse the graveyard so much, and like Doughty Voidfog is is um is actually like the police against those two creatures type of thing. You know, <laughs> like I, I love every time like I see something like that happening in the same set because like I feel like okay, there was actually a bunch of people like you know they uh they actually thought about they something. Actually make money yeah. and they <laughs> they actually doing. did their, <laughs> like, they oh. actually did their job. That's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> at least someone did oh, awesome <laughs> it's true you bring it against Delver and like you're probably winning the race because you have Strixen as well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so Julian Julian would you would you change anything in this I mean obviously you would probably not change anything because you, you made it all the way to the finals but like are there like any like aftermath thoughts anything that you know regarding this list or like moving forward maybe or what uh, it, it might sound crazy but I could almost see myself cutting a grindstone, which... <laughs> no, it's not crazy to me. It's not crazy to you? Okay. Maybe, the maybe only I'm... reason I have a second one is because of Prismatic Ending decks. Mm, exactly. See, see okay. Uh, I was going to say great minds think alike, but I mean, <laughs> at least we, we thought alike. Okay. Sometimes, like, you just only draw one saga and you want to... And you're, like, setting up a combo turn later, but you need to grab the grindstone with the first one. And then if they Prismatic Ending it, it just takes away... The whole angle of your deck so yeah yeah if prismatic ending wasn't a card i would only play one grindstone yeah you you know what the only time i ever utilize like the second grindstone outside of like needing it after prismatic ending is when i go to like double mill like six mana turn yeah. any kind of control deck it's and that so actually rare, does right? happen it's rarely but it does happen i think it's happened twice out of 400 <laughs> 500 matches so maybe more than what? more for you okay well only uh, are we counting like all matches or control matches all matches. I'm not playing against Control 500. Ah, times. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> against Control, I want to say like it happens like five percent of games or something. I've, I've seen you post altogether. more screenshots. Like, is... Maybe, maybe I'm just better at killing them earlier. <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe you're bad at milling them, but like, no, you're better at killing them earlier. That's, <laughs> it's all about the frame. I, okay, I, lo- yeah. I love it. I love it though. I feel like you know, like, especially like in combo decks, like people usually start with as many win conditions as possible, like as many redundant pieces as possible, and then like you know, um, once they're at the point where they're really good with the deck, like they start cutting those win conditions and and bring in more like more more interaction or more other stuff, yeah. you know, to not yeah. lose games. You know, sometimes I did during this tournament that I rarely did before. I would sometimes cut like a. Paint or even two. I, I felt I, like, oh my I god! I a painter need... versus Delver. Oh, really? Usually. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. 
Hmm? I, I, this is Great amazing. Like, literally, that's that's exactly the matchup I shoved like so, like some of the painters because I was like, ah, you know, it needs too much like, I, I to think go right. It depends on the sideboard and depends how much you have to bring in. But if you're bringing the thorns, I would cut one grindstone, two painters, I think. Something like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. And then very like much, trim much. on one lotus petal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you keep one lotus petal so you can like just saga it out. We need the, yeah. the extra mana boost and stuff. Yeah, just, ah. Oh. Yeah. Man, the deck is, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the deck is coming together after it's like top eight, like several events. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so guys, like, so, yeah, I mean, um, guys, now that now that you have like two two mono mountains players in, in on the podcast, like, can I ask you like a personal question? So, uh, so, if, like so if I, let, let's say, if I pick a painter, okay, if that ever happens, like what mountains should I put in my deck so you block me on Twitter? <laughs> uh, ugliest mountain. Honestly, if I like. you, I like coherence, like in art, in art design, everything, like everything I like, it's very coherent primarily in, in what it tries to do. I only secondary almost care about content, like which mountains you would choose. So if you if you pick like mountains that look great together or the same mountains, I would like that. But if you pick literally all different kinds of like you have a beta mountain, you have like a textless mountain, you have like all over the place, like all different kinds of mountains, I would like Kai, please. Like you lost control over your life. Right. Yeah, a mix would annoy me as well. Are you, are you sharing something? Yeah, there? let me let me let me quickly find all the mountains. How do I Magnetic Mad Mountain? mountain. Oh shit. Alright, so for the listeners, Kai has gone to Skyfall and he's showing mountains. Uh how do I oh yeah, reprint? Oh my goodness, I've, I totally forgot about the Lord of the Ring Mountains. The Lord of the Rings ones are really cool. Yeah, I dig them quite a bit. I, There's a lot of I'm crazy thinking. mountains like recently, like those like secret, la- sacred layer or like four, um, well, like... Well, I was trying to find, too many mountains I've got piles of cards next to me. I was trying to find some of these new Phyrexian ones. I think they're really dude, okay. Like, you know, why don't you pick up the one from Donato Giancola and Post Malone, dude? <laughs> oh, oh you, damn, no. you got that one. Okay. This is a foil as well. I could dig it. I could dig it. I thought so, you hate foils. I open it in a pack. I do. So, dear listeners, this is one of the Phyrexia All is One Phyrexian text full art foil something. You know no. what I was wondering? I've got a lot of foils. See, <laughs> you know what I was wondering? <laughs> pretty cool. What, what if they did like a like a Game of Thrones secret layer or universes beyond, and then you would have like famous mountains from Game of Thrones and stuff? That would could be like quite flavorful. Like the the wall could be eh, the wall isn't a mountain, I guess. Yeah. But you 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 would use it as a mountain. I still haven't watched that. You literally have never watched Game of Thrones. No. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Like. Two or three episodes? No, are you <laughs> kidding kind of me? Answer is that? Okay, you know, I, I think I, I'm right in between you guys because I've also never watched Game of, Game of Thrones. I, but... n- I never, I, I very rarely watch shows or films. Okay, okay. I mean, if you do, if you say it like that, I I can rather understand it. You've but... asked you've asked me a few times, like, how do I have so much time to follow all these games? Okay, because I don't watch true, TV true. shows. So true. I, okay, I spend you're all not my time. Your time. Right. I spend all my time reading and watching Warhammer and legacy and magic and stuff okay so here's the thing i can actually excuse not having watched game of thrones in the sense that okay i mean if you if you really got into it i think <laughs> you would love it because it's really smart especially I think I like would. the yeah, earlier yeah. parts like it's I, really smart i enjoy it's, fantasy well whatever stuff yeah, and it's also like yeah it's, it's kind of dark low fantasy it's not high fantasy like fi- high fantasy can be amazing as well but I've watched but, the first series of vikings it's probably similar i haven't watched that see but the thing is um to, to keep going back to that I genuinely believe that Breaking Bad is the best series that has ever been created by man. And I know exactly, I think, what you mean when you say you watched one or two episodes, which, I mean, unless you're crazy, it would be like the first two. Like, you didn't go, oh, I feel like watching, like, season no, three, episode I'll start four. start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 it's very slow. It starts very slow. 
and it's very much worth it. And I guess mm -hmm. we, we can skip ahead from there because that's that's like a discussion that keeps happening over the internet like literally every day. <laughs> and uh, I have a couple of friends that I want to get into Breaking Bad because oh, yeah. I, I honestly feel like they would be missing out on something in their life if they never watched that because it's just so incredibly good. And and to to end that, it also stopped when it had to stop. It's only five seasons and it literally like it wouldn't, like if it had had a sixth season, we wouldn't like remember it as fondly as we do mm. now but yeah anyway. i mean, I mean th th <laughs> there, there is a movie magic. right after that called el camino which um you know it's kind of like a like a bonus thing um i don't know i yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know you don't have to watch it you can if you want to like the, yeah, all the actors are like grown-ups already it, it looks a little weird because uh, i think a few years passed between like those uh like 10 or something yeah yeah, yeah. And like, no, like they all got chubby no, like they all got chubby so uh. one one of them like Matt Damon right. <laughs> but anyway. so yeah, um, to go back to to your question Kai what would I change um yeah the main deck thing that's like the consideration what would I do if I if I took out a grindstone but if I played this on paper I would probably play it somewhat differently uh I'm not sure I would play like th four thorns and in, in paper say, also... paper and magic online have very different lists now it's yeah, especially Quite since you play like Chaos Defiler, right? Yeah, yeah. Defiler makes the difference. And then like kind of what people play in paper as well. But what Defiler does for the deck changes like so much as well. Like Yeah. So for, for paper, I would play a rather different list. The sideboard would look quite differently. I've been really enjoying Plague Engineers in the sideboard when you have access to black and stuff. Uh, also, paper is much more diverse, like Kalum basically implied. And you, you don't play against, let's say, Diver every other round almost like in this tournament how many times over? like if i count this tempo deck as a diver deck i played against it once twice three times four times and i'm gonna count shadows or diver deck five times out of one two three four five out of 11 rounds or something so this is this is what happens on magic online and that's why my deck building is much more geared towards that and also the graveyard because black red reanimator just keeps doing incredibly well and i think xj cloud suggested that like for the next two weeks everybody's <laughs> gonna play like eight dedicated graveyard hit decks so we can hate that deck out and keep continuing playing it's like so a normal popular. game yeah, that's like vintage almost that's that's crazy like I yeah, when i got into vintage like many years ago when i was first introduced to it like people told me okay if you have like nine cards against bazaar in the gray in the <laughs> sideboard that's where you start yeah like anything uh any think fewer than that that's just like not even playing vintage i will say though on reanimator so jacks just made a tweet uh like an hour ago in response to xj's can we all play four ley lines four macabres and jacks is saying one in a thousand makes it to the top and then he posted what i think is yesterday's challenge there was one two three four five six seven eight nine ten reanimator players the one who won was your opponent in the final they went eight one overall and then after that their records were three 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 two two four two three one five zero two zero one zero three zero one. What a shitty deck! Nobody should play that. Oh, so this deck, <laughs> this deck spikes hard, but that is a terrible, terrible day for Reanimator. Oh, yeah. Despite winning the challenge, so I think the deck is doing pretty badly. Like it's really powerful, and it needs a new or like right meta game for it. And then it is really powerful. It's it's undeniable, and so a new meta game. You know, and also grinders kind of like to play online because it's you know, it is powerful and it can just win. You don't need to think that much. It's it's not too hard to just pick up. <laughs> Whoa! You do, you just don't go need to two, think that much has been going. Yeah, just two Dalthys turn one, easy. Yeah, it, that's that's but, really um, that's really interesting because I I feel like whenever that there's an open meta game where where people try out shit, I think a winning strategy is always show, show and tell or sneak attack. Like those cards, yeah. like this strategy is just undeniably good in especially those slots. I feel. 
Uh, we have we have a you, lot have, of TV show the... going on in Berlin right now, and I can totally see why because there's a lot of bullshit going on. You know, everyone plays whatever they want, like generally or like in magic. Oh, it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we still try to play some magic, but you know, it's, it's the cot sneak attack. You know, it cannot be stopped really, like by Bruce. That's you know, that's a, is that the name of that's a fact. Magic, there's almost this tradition. Like after a band, JPA comes in and wins the next challenge with like a list mm-hmm. that has like four yeah. days as far as I don't Probably know. Probably like a 2012 list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's always a way to tell how good Delver and Control is in the metagame. Because if JPA is on three or four days and two or three Simian Spirit Guide, Delver is really good. If he's on like spell two PS. Storm, two Spell yeah. Pierce, then Control is yeah. good. You, you can know, just tell what like JPA you're in by JPA's forecast. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can just tune in. Okay, what is JPA playing? What can we learn from that? Dude, they, they, Days and monkeys. Dude, they should really like make an app for this, you know. <laughs> 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 how many fast storms or how many days is he playing? And you'll you'll know. But that, doesn't JPA actually like like live in Berlin? Can you just like get go to him like get some direct? Yeah. Like, maybe it's like an API that we can link into and like get some information. Well, maybe yeah, JPA, I should, JPA I should build the app API. Myself, yeah. <laughs> You you just like feed it like fake information. It's just like, oh, day today, JPA is doing this. Oh. Like real life reality show. Okay, sure. Yeah, it just tracks how many copies of each of those cards are in his Magic Online like active deck. Right. <laughs> you know, we're laughing now, but this is the future. Yeah, dude. Like, I, yeah. I, I want to say I spent like an hour talking to to ChatGPT today about the weirdest stuff. I I talked to ChatGPA about like what what if we get Kai to talk to the mayor of Berlin about switching the entire city to the legacy format? That was crazy. That you was can- scary as hell. Yeah, like this is this is the weirdest stuff. And then at some point, ChatGPT like kept insisting that Kai Savatari was a character from Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was like, "Are you sure?" And then it gave me like a link to his to his biography on on some fandom website, and the link was broken. Like there was no Kai Savatari, and, and like ChatGPT kept insisting Kai that you are a character in Yu-Gi-Oh. And like after talking to it for like ten minutes, it, it eventually like admitted that okay, it's just like I was wrong. I'm sorry, Kai is not a character on Yu-Gi-Oh! It's just like a magic player and an artist like, okay, sure. <laughs> this is weird. But guys, when you when we look at the the post ban meta, uh, we already talked about it last time. Is, is what are you guys seeing in here? We got basically the results from the four last legacy challenges going on here, uh, including the showcase challenge that happened last week on Sunday. What Whoa. one word? Diversity. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. I love it. Love it. Love it so much. I don't I also don't get the vibes that it's gonna go. Like we had things where like when Lurus was banned, everyone was just like, Yeah, we're going back to Snow Meta and that was completely right. We had like when Blue Red Delve was really good, then like Wonder Horizon three came we're like, Yeah, well obviously they're just gonna play Murktide, Ragaman, whatever. Now it's not obvious. I think you know, maybe we are in the honeymoon phase still and people are trying random stuff, but it's been what, a couple of weeks and it's still diverse, and I don't feel like anything is destroying everything. Delver actually feels really quite fair, and like lower tier one. And you know, look, we, we've got like we've got Maverick winning challenges. We have Rug Delver <laughs> with Tarmogoyf winning challenge, the the showcase challenge. Yeah, we have somehow pe- Tarmogoyf returned. Yeah, the boy Tarmogoyf, <laughs> my beauty, my beauty. We've Dude. talked about Tarmogoyf and Tombstalker on this podcast now, so the the goose has got to Dude. come back soon, right? Right? Honestly, like, <laughs> give us another two weeks, and two weeks from now, we are literally going to talk about how Team America. I was just going to say that. Like, I was Sinkhole. just going to say that, dude. <laughs> it's going to be like Team America sinkhole. Your your land, dude. By the way, I think the fir- the first play I ever made on Magic Online was like sinkholing my own underground sea. That that was the very first spell I cast on Magic Online. 
Yeah, um, I mean, uh, there's a reason people say yes, Magic Online is like the, the hardest meta yeah, game in the world. <laughs> you play against people like Kai. <laughs> Hashtag I can see that. You, you, best user interface ever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, rip to all the people who died to Sylvan Library when it still worked differently. But, but hell yeah, dude. Tarmogoyf, <laughs> back on a menu. I think pe- people love it. And um, maybe you guys also saw, saw some Italian brews like Hooting Mandrels and like mm. that is literally mm-hmm. like po- before any of that modern horizons nonsense yeah um, yeah hootie Mario's it's a good card it, it's just been it was just completely power crept out and i played it at the at the all of in beijing 2019 mm-hmm. yeah. like hooting like rock hooting with i believe oko as well yeah i mean oh my god back then dude i was so bad like i, I learned a very valuable lesson back then if, if you play good, tokens put them in different sleeves Oh because yeah! In, like game two or three, I opened my opening seven. There was like food in there. There wasn't elk in there. Like it's <laughs> actually food yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just crumbs falling over. Like yeah. you guys sometimes have these like dreams where you draw from your deck, and all of a sudden you draw some food from your deck. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not, not I, I had that dream, and I heard from at least one other person that they also had that dream. Like you draw the top card of your deck, and it's like a banana, or it's like a sandwich, and you're like, oh, that was supposed to be a card. And then you draw more cards, and then it's like cards. And then at okay. some point, there's a food. There's some food again. You're like, what is this? And like I had that dream, and I literally heard that from somebody else. So maybe that's just like a pattern, and it means something. Mm. I mean, then, no, that's <laughs> probably like the next secret layer. Then yeah, next year. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that's actually just only food. food. That's not even like that. There are no magic cards <laughs> in there. It's just food. <laughs> oh, it's it's magic themed food. Like this is Squeeze's favorite banana. <laughs> yeah yeah no anyway so yeah we, we already talked about it so we, we got wins by Dinili on green white black artisan maverick we got jacob is boss on rock delva pretty much like tamagoy snow nimble no stifle but everything else rock delva we got chibeta on blue white red staff control we're going to talk about that duck in a moment and of course my opponent from the last challenge piao on black red reanimator uh, other than that, like, as Callum already mentioned, like, this is so diverse. There's not even, like, a point in reading out all of these decks because those are, there's hardly any deck that has more than two players. It's even it's, one. It's amazing, really. Yeah. Let's give a quick go through to the topic of the showcase challenge because those are pretty prestigious. It was, yeah. like, 300 players. So this is, like, the top of the decks that, like, did well recently. So we had, as you said, Jacob is boss on Rugdelver. Second place, we have Moon Madness on Naya Depths. Third place with Echo Baronin on Red Green Initiative. Uh, fourth place we have the Scuba ninety six on. You've put a blue red green Delver, so I guess it's like Minsk in the sideboard. Minsk in the sideboard. Okay, so it's like blue red stuff. Otherwise, then E two Star on Band Control. Il Livelatore, who which is um, Claudio Bonanio, Claudio Bonanio yeah. on four color red. Oh wait, that's Claudio? Yeah, that's Claudio. Yeah, that's, that's Claudio. Ooh, dude, how do you guys know so many people and their nicknames? Oh, because no, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, dude, I mean, he, I mean he, he put it on Twitter. So uh, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, also whenever you see uh, a four color control deck or any any legacy deck that looks odd, that's usually Claudio and his friends. Because like yeah. they're, they're called Wooded Team, and they usually go for like wild brews. Like, th- dude, like that list, it, like the four color control deck, um, it doesn't have a playset of. Either Swords of Plowshares or Prismatic Ending. It's like a three off Swords of Plowshares and a two off Prismatic Ending. And then Engine Explosives and Turn. I think he has like three or four Terminus. Yeah, like he has, he has there's 11 removal, but there are two Terminus and two Engine Explosives mm-hmm. in the deck. Deckless yeah, is wild. And then he plays I'm three. I'm looking uh, at it right now. He must have played a different. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, it's on the. Somehow Magic Online lists the sorceries underneath Swiss. the dance. And he plays he has, three like, Terminus. Yeah, two prismatic and three like reckless imports, two life from the loam, one portent. Like, dude, what is yeah, this? Yeah, dude, this, this, this is wild. This is Italy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wait, he, he's got, oh, Busichu in drawers. I thought, like, Busichu, who shelled us all. That was <laughs> the next level. Okay, my loam is not going to be counted. Okay, sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, two copies of Engineered Explosives. That's probably going to catch a lot of people off guard. Yeah. I can very much imagine that. It's insane against Peter and a little bit yeah, less so um, against Breakfast, but, like, it's just not on anyone's radar, so it'll just get people. I mean, it also takes out, like, DRC and Diver. Yeah. Yeah. And is yeah, there a way for him to put it on top? No, not really. No Academy Ruins? No. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the next step. <laughs> that's, that's in 2012 or something. It's, it's the fear, man. Yeah. Let's put intuition back in there. <laughs> <laughs> but he's playing Reckless Impulse, which we said has the most potential. Which you piece, said, like, credit to where credit is due. Mm. You probably just saw it on some tweet. I even said this card in the spoilers, I remember. But oh, I, you did? Yeah, but I only said it for um, the... The, oh, the I remember gamble. I made fun of you for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that yep was a little bit too fast, man. <laughs> I, I said it would be good in the... Well, I said Sapphire Medallion or the Ruby Medallion deck, but whatever. Anyway, I, I'm still not sure about it. I think I'm I'm coming down as well. It's, well, people are messing around with it, but I'm coming down. Is, is this the future of bullshit control? Like, is, is Anorak not their profit anymore? <laughs> like, what I don't know. Anorak is streaming a lot. Okay, he's excused. Yeah. I saw um, uh, McQuinn Source, like make some comments about it. he played it and then like played reckless impulse and he hit like terminus and something else bad off it and <laughs> terminus he was like yeah i'm off this <laughs> yeah it was something like that oh god anyway then so we'll see how that goes and then in seventh place we have fgc um francis our friend on tempo doomsday doompo as we call it love it <laughs> doompo and Dampo, this is doompo this... like this is the dumbing down of legacy deck names <laughs> nobody thought it was possible but here it's happening um i do suggest going and checking out him on twitter he like he Went on like a seventeen and three run with the deck recently, and then he's kind of been playing other things. But he, I think he's just at FGC. I'll find out in a minute. But this is with the four Dalthy Voidwalker and the cyborg. Oh, yeah. We said, and he said they've been really good for him. Oh, and, he's been causing that. Like, like Francis is a mastermind. Like he, like every, like he has so many like ideas for like deck buildings and then things like that. <laughs> I, I think he's a really smart. At, like at Francis Cowper, C O W P E R. I will say I'll take the credit. I told him to play Dalthy Voidwalkers, but the deck the deck is really well built. He he, I, we talked about it in France in um, Bologna. He has a very like great mind at taking in the meta game, and then he has decks and styles he plays, and he he plays what he's comfortable with. Always, he's not going to just pick up a stumpy deck. He'll play Esper based combo decks or like blue white based control decks. That's his wheelhouse. He'll play some random other things sometimes, but. Within that, he'll see what's good in the metagame. And he's been on breakfast for like three years, but he's only played it when he thinks it's really good. And so he did. He top-aided four seasons last time, not the most recent one, but the one before. Um, and then this one, he played it, but he said in the way, he was like, I think this is a bad choice. People are ready for it. It's <laughs> on everyone's radar. He was like, I should have played this or that, which attacks the metagame in other ways, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it all makes sense. So yeah. Definitely go and listen to Francis. Big shout-outs. You know what, what I like about Francis? I think he talked about that at, at First Seasons as well. Uh, how Because I saw somebody come up to him, uh, some, I think, Italian guy. He was like, oh, dude, I, I follow like all the stuff you post and all the deck lists you make. You're, you're like my prophet. Like, everything you say, I will copy. <laughs> and then I think Francis later said, dude, like, if those people knew that I was just like copy from this one guy or whatever. From the painter guy. Exactly. Like, I move it out to the world and then... His guy, his guy is Francis. Danny Ground. Um, oh, he actually exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's 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 Italian. He made top eight of the ELM with breakfast. I don't remember his actual name. It's Daniel. Something. Oh, Daniel Terra. Daniel Daniel Terra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. 
So oh, that's why he's called himself Ground. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, man. <laughs> but he's Danny Ground on Magic Online, and Francis is like, yeah, he was playing Breakfast for ages, like way before it was good. And Francis was like, I started copying his list and then just refined it and tuned it. And so Francis always says, like, if this is, this is anyway, you know what we need? You, you, you know this meme of the guy standing in front of that board where he's like connecting the dots and like <laughs> yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. it out. This is literally like the, the the map of legacy ideas and how they travel through like different people through the world, and eventually you trace it all the way back to I don't know some guy in like Scotland in the Highlands. He's got it all figured out. And he's playing it, the future future legacy. League. It all comes back to Arkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's already like playing Team America in, in the Czech Republic right now. I heard. Yeah, yeah, Tony. Gonna <laughs> come back. Anyway, so yeah, and, and so that's just like a very different top eight. Like we have, we do have like one, two, three, four, five, six like blue decks, but they're all different. They're all. Doing... I was waiting for you to pronounce the name of the eighth place player. Oh yeah, Roto Erzengel. Erz, loving it. Erzengel. With a uh, Bantstone Blade, which I don't have the list in front of me. You'd probably do, Julian. But does that have? I do. Yeah, a Trailblazer's Torch. Yes, there's a one copy of Trailblazer's Torch. Cool. There's Kaja Complete. There's Umisawa's Chitte. Everything Chitte. else is like pretty much what you would expect. Like three Auras, two True Name, four Stoneforge, four Noble Hierarch, uh, two Stifle for, I guess, yeah, okay. Um, two Teferi, one Prismatic Ending for Panda. Yeah, this mm. is this, this pretty much good. I love good how much like play Noble Hierarch is seeing these days. Yeah, it's... yeah. You know what I hate? Hmm? When people go turn one Noble Hierarch, turn two Ancient Tomb, Natural Order, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, this is not how it's supposed to work. This card was sacred. This <laughs> card was beautiful. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're not supposed to turn two, two Natural Order unless like, you have Cradle and like, turn one Exploration Aquarian Ranger. You, and you're sacrificing this beautiful Noble Hierarch to this to summon a great big yeah, that's dinosaur. That's the next thing. And then they yeah. don't get progenitors, but I, I don't know. Like Apex Altasaur, yeah, baby. Some... Apex Altasaur is Oh, the... yeah, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I recently lost a game because my opponent got like the Sprontosaurus or something that like fights everything on the board and kills <laughs> this, everything. Like, whoa. This one I'll also triggers. take it's my fault credit for. I suggested it for the deck XJ and stuff played and yeah. It's, You're it's... slowly turning into Arkin, man. <laughs> no, it's just these little <laughs> tweaks. It, it's, it's XJ's deck. He had the idea. He built it and played it first. But I was like, put an Apex Altasaur in here. It's a Plague Wind. And it is a Plague Wind. It literally is a Plague Wind, yeah. It's a 10-10 when ETBs, it fights one of your opponent's creatures. And whenever it's dealt damage, right? Yeah, then whenever it's dealt damage, it fights another thing. So you fight a 1-1, and it fights again. You fight another 1-1, fights again. So you can kill up like creatures until... Basically kill the opponent's board. Yeah, yeah. Except for, like, I guess if there's there's like two big Merktides or something, then... Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you still kill, kill both. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but then it dies itself. But yeah, but worth it. Very much worth it. Yeah. Honestly, I could almost see myself playing the stack if it wasn't for Stoneforge. Like, if it has like a Dillion click or something, I'd be so down. Rocks for monk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, this is this was the challenge, uh, the showcase challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about, or should we switch to the stuff control deck? Because to me, that's the most exciting thing going yeah, on here. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I think I think the rest of the top eights are all just as we said, very cool and interesting stuff happening. So yeah, let's talk yeah, about we've got basically everything in there. Uh, also, people are trying to make uh, to make iconoclast work, maybe in some blue. Like there, there are some versions of like blue red diverless decks, like with iconoclast or shredder or just mm-hmm. like straight up uh, artisan uh, artisan DRC Merktech control or the the Crixus diverless I've seen by QB Turtle. I think he also played like some iconoclasts but the, the, i want to say the big breakout card of the last week and i hope that's not a card that was like n- went unnoticed but mm-hmm. that's actually a recent release right and that is mm-hmm. death of the storyteller it's an artifact a colorless and a white when Steph of the storyteller enters the battlefield create a one one white spirit creature token with flying okay 
Whenever you create one or more creature tokens, put a story counter on stuff of the storyteller. So it basically comes into play with one counter. You pay a white, tap it, remove a story counter from stuff of the storyteller, draw a card. So this is this is a, a draw engine. This is an actual draw engine. And you look at this, okay, this is like basically three mana to draw a card, which is like very far from what we want to do in Legacy. But once you add additional stuffs, this this like spins out of control rather quickly. The second stuff basically makes it so that you're drawn three cards out of those two cards. And the, the important thing is you can also space it out over time, right? That that that's the big thing. It's not like you have to pay the mana up front. And that's how they slowly grind you out. And to me, the most annoying thing about the cards is that you can't pyroblast it. Because usually like the the we got a couple of rules in Legacy, right? And one of the rules is your card advantage cost is blue and can be pyroblasted. Once people break out of that, all hell breaks loose. And I think that's what's been going on on Magic Online this week, and that's why it's basically sold out everywhere. I got mine in my hand. Oh, God. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's really unassuming, It's but it's, it's good. It's really good. It's like... Uh, yeah, it's hard to describe like how... You, you don't need much to support it as well. So we're seeing it in like the kind of standstill shells, but it doesn't always play standstill, but it plays quite nicely with it because you want to play like um, Shark Typhoon and Timeless Dragon with it as well. Um, people are going full board. Like you can play Mentor with it. Obviously with Mentor, it's very good. Francis played at our local store last week. He played Lingering Souls and Intuition <laughs> oh, for Lingering Souls. Oh, and God. He, he shared a picture of like a staff with like 15 counters on it on something. He was like, yeah, this was this was overkill. You didn't need that many. <laughs> so yeah, he was like playing Mentor and, and Lingering Souls. Like, I think he had two staffs in play, one at 15 counters, one at 10 counters. And so, yeah, you can see the problem okay. there. But I think yeah. I also saw some lists with like two Mentors or something and then three or four staffs. That's a pretty cool way to take it. But you just don't need even that like if you just have a few shark typhoons which is just a perfectly fine card as well i think timeless dragon is just a really good card as well whenever drc is good timeless dragon is really good because you just make this token and it's a four four and it blocks the drc and it also can't be pyroblasted with all of these cards like it's crazy like you you know how sometimes it was a bit of a meme for choke like when a card is blue oh it pitches to force but when something is non-blue that that's where the problem starts i mean, that, I mean that, mm-hmm. that's why the wandering emperor is like you know like it, Dude, people say it, it, I it, hate it, playing it's against definitely better than what people most people say yeah like i don't think that the card is particularly powerful it's just that it's not blue same about well, things on, can boo though but you know yeah on on that subject this plays great with staff like oh um, dude, the absolutely the emperor absolutely. creates tokens and then you again yeah. draw cards yeah Honestly, I think you, you don't need to put any cards in there where, that you don't feel good about just in order to increase the number of token makers because there's already like enough legacy playable cards that, that make this work, right? You mentioned yeah. Shark Typhoon, which right now is one of the most common ones. I've like The lists I've seen float around a lot, sometimes even only use stuff and Shark Typhoon and nothing else. I, I mean, think you can also, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, if you ask me personally, I think yeah. that's actually the best way to go about it. I think mm. I would put in the Wandering Emperor just because that's, that's exactly what you need. That's a great way to convert your card advantage into something that can't be yeah. pyroblasted once again. Uh, what I also love to see, oh, what I love, well, I guess if I did it, playing against it was annoying, when they go minus three on their own stuff and replay it and there's oh, like another very... stuff in play and you, like, you yeah. draw all the cards. Oh, yeah. My instinct is you play like three Shark Typhoons, one or two Timeless Dragon and one Wandering Emperor. And that's that's all you mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could even play a Hall of Heroes Generosity to like bring back the Shark Typhoons, which it can be okay <laughs> sometimes. Also keep in mind, even just Shark Typhoon, if you're tight on mana, you can cycle Shark Typhoon for two mana. You still make a token. It's a zero zero, but you'll still get a counter. Oh, okay, so can, okay. 
like if you're tight on mana and need to draw cards and stuff, it's a cool little synergy. But yeah, I guess where the living weapon of of uh, Badaskal and Kaja <laughs> yeah. Complete also, also triggers it. Yeah. I guess true. Yeah, That's actually yeah. pretty we, cute. We've seen people play Stoneforge. <laughs> <laughs> How about we play a uh, Care Keep as well? Oh, Cowards of Kerkeep. Oh, oh, no, the Land Kerkeep. Land Kerkeep. Oh, yeah, that's why you splash red. Oh, <laughs> you make dudes. Land. You make zero ones okay. for like two mana. Yeah, now no, we're back to like paying <laughs> infinite mana to, to draw a card again. That's, but yeah, this, is, this yeah. is pretty cool. And you know, this card brought back humility. Like, we started seeing humility. Like, I, think I hate that. I'm so. Oh, I hate humility. Humility too. destroys decks I play. Oh, it even destroys Doomsday, I just realized. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, humility, like how. Like, how humidity reads these days is uh, it is basically a dress down that never leaves the battlefield, sort of. That that is what it is. It is, it is. But I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it, it, I mean, it also shrinks yeah. everything, uh, mm-hmm. and it's obviously crazy powerful. The things like the Wandering Emperor or like back in the day was Mistress Factory, I believe. Like uh, yeah. anything. Well, that... and Stoneforge equipments, like t- equipments, just win the humidity. Oh game. man, do you do you remember they like even grow dude, under humidity. like Umizawa's yeah. G went completely out of control back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Battle Skull becomes a 5-5 or Caldera 6-6. Heck yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. become 1-1s. Yeah. And I guess your Planeswalkers are also going to be good against that. Right. Uh, dude, yeah. humility is humility, such a pain in the ass. And again, that's but another non Painter still works, right? Painter works if Painter is in play first. was in play before humility Then it keeps the play, color. Yeah. If humility is in play, then you play the Painter. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know? Do you want to know a really cool, just completely tangent? Something happened to Lightwalker, who's Robert in the Painter Discord. He posted a screenshot asking if this was a bug. I I wouldn't have worked it out as well. So his opponent was on Infect and he played Animated Ingmoth Nexus. And he has a he has a painter play on blue. And his opponent plays a scale up, which is you make a thing a six four worm thing, and then he attacks, and then uh, opponent attacks. Sorry, he, he or she, and then plays Invigorate, and so that's going to be lethal. So Robert tries to pyroblast it because it's blue, and he can't. He's like, why can't I? Scale up makes it green. Oh, oh you should have asked oh! Kai. Oh, <laughs> damn it scale up says like oh. your creature becomes a 6-4 green worm token and because the scale up was cast after the painter came into play it takes precedent in the layers yeah. and- so if you could flash and paint afterwards it would be a timestamp thing and then it would It'd be turn non well I guess it would still keep the color right painter doesn't like take away colors yeah so if you play scale up and then you like vialed in a painter it would be green and blue yeah, yeah, but exactly. because painters okay. in play first you play scale up it just goes green it's yeah. so yeah. weird it's like a, yeah <laughs> Anyway, sorry. That's, that's very one of those tiny, tiny little things that that you feel like, oh my god, this probably goes unnoticed in, pa- in papers so many times. Right. Yeah, there is a um a German guy. I've forgotten his first name. I think Jacobian something. He's putting together like a, a Google Doc or a, like a primer of loads of weird painter interactions for the deck as a whole. So he says he's going to like keep building it up and taking notes and stuff. And then when it eventually comes out, we'll definitely shout it out and post it here. You know, there's going to be so many people on YouTube who are going to make like content out of that. This is like a content mode. If you have like five legacy interactions you've never seen before, and then you've got like this face. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> dude, stop! No, <laughs> Junior's making the the O face, the like surprised face. Oh. I mean, that's how you get the views on YouTube. Apparently so. Else. Apparently yeah. so. I like, dude. I would know, right? My last video had like twenty people or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um the, but the, that's the stuff. The other cool thing with this is like, it's. I would never have thought to put this in a legacy deck, like if reading it. I didn't know it existed, I'll be honest. Like there's so many new cards. I had no idea. And then I think someone won a challenge with this. Yeah, Chibeta. Yeah. Okay. Just talked about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, 
yeah, it's just like upon reading it, I instantly was like, okay, actually. Oh, no, honestly, honestly, I, I totally lied. She better won like this Saturday, like two days ago. But the, the hype, the craze around that was stuff has already been going on for like over a week. Oh, it was it was a five zero from. I'm forgetting the name now. It was with the with like a big um, blue white robot card. Not oh, a transformer. As well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiroke. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, honestly, I don't see the card. Oh, no, really it's in lasting. the list. I, yeah. It's over here. It's Shorokai. It's too far away. Actually, I have Gen- to make it bigger. Genesis what does Shorokai do? Like four mana, eight, eight. Shorokai Genesis Engine. It's a legendary artifact vehicle. Two colorless, a white, and a blue. It's an 8-8 eight, eight and has crew 8. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you pay a colorless and tap it, you draw two cards, then discard a card. You create a 1-1 one, one colorless pilot creature token. <laughs> With this creature cruise vehicles as though its power was too were too greater. Oh no, two two, but right. too greater. So it's like three. So if you have like two of those and then a random two two, I guess then yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's probably just there for the looting, I would guess, and making random tokens, and then every once in a while you can actually crew it. Mm-hmm. Um, for a four mana thing that needs to pay like a fifth mana to become active, I'm yeah, I don't like it. It also can get pyroblast. I guess it's an artifact, so it, yeah. it it's it's kind like, of hard actually to get rid of when you think about I it. I think if, uh, yeah, other if, than if the deck had like more white spells to pitch, such as like Solitude, like you know, Shorikai could be like some a little better because you can pitch to both Force and to Solitude, things like that. Like I think like uh, since last year, I've already like uh, I've always started to look at multicolored cards. Like okay, so how to how many different elementals does the thing pitch? You know, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like yeah. on the cute side of things. Generally speaking, Honestly, I though, think it's not needed. Yeah. But like generally yeah, speaking, probably. I think the stack the stack is uh, pretty soft to combo. I like to spellburst combo at least. Uh, there's yeah, not a lot like all of legacy right now. Yes, not well, a lot I, of counters found, in this control deck. I found what I think is the first one, which is from Wubork. I think this was the first five O that is is W then three O's. They play quite a lot, and they have three minor misstep, two force of negation, and four four force of will main deck. It's a mm-hmm. solid amount. Okay, yeah, that's okay. M- minor misstep covers a lot of ground against combo yep. decks because you get to snap the dart rich counter target the duress. Games, so. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, and they are on two as like token makers, two wandering emperor, two shurikai, four shark typhoon. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Yeah, you know, when I look at the list of Gbeta who won the challenge on Saturday. Literally in the main deck, the only interaction is four force of oil, and I guess humidity if, if it's like doomsday. But that's already like kind of hard. That seems to very, you know, like maybe maybe yeah. maybe we are like underselling uh, humidity a little too much because I think I think all we know is that how how powerful like or non powerful humidity was like back in the day. But also there was no power creep. Creatures were not really powerful, and uh, cast like lingering souls like other token makers were with decent options, right? Like, and now uh, most creatures have a lot of text. They are actually all super overpowered. So, um, like, making all of them, like, and you almost don't have any, like, go-wide strategies. Like, there's no, like, young Pyromancer-esque card in Legacy right now. And a lot of things go, like, you know, they scale up in, in size. So so you're saying humility is even I think, better? I think it's actually super, super good right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, not only because of Thassa's Oracle, but also, like, you know, if you resolve this versus Delva, they're, they're dead. Like, yeah, so basically, I guess the way we should then view it is it's actually a win condition. It's not like mm-hmm. something you you get like barely get yourself into, and then you drop it, then you stabilize. No, this is like humility comes down on like turn seven or eight, and then it closes the gate, like it completely shuts out the game. Imagine you play and, against these uh, like initiative natural order decks. Well. Yeah, like against initiative against 
painter decks maybe against Thor uh, against Thassa Sorka against Ursa Saga constructs against Selva. Like I could almost see humidity being a, a, the main strategy of maybe like a future deck that just purely tries to resolve humidity and then it's gonna win somehow later. It doesn't it doesn't even matter how it wins, but Oh okay, so so that's the that's the opposite of what I was just describing then. Oh. So you you're saying you want to like accelerate it out maybe even. Yeah, I I could totally see like a, a blue white Jeskai. Dream, baby. What? Dude, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Exalted Angel, let's go. White Stumpy with stuff the storyteller and <laughs> for humility, for mode, like just sell both of your kidneys or Special something. Field, pay three for your stuff. Anyway, you, you, no, but you, you, you think that could be a thing? Okay, because I could see it. Ah, creatures are so, so good that, right now. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I hate to what, agree, but humility does seem really good. Really? So, what is that yeah. traditionally weak to? Storm, right? It's yeah. yeah nobody it's, plays it's, Storm. It, we keep going back no, to I mean, like it, nobody it plays is, Storm. It is yeah. bad versus spell based combo, but spell based combo is. All, they always win with creatures these days. Like it's either show and tell sneak attack or it's Thassa's Oracle. It's I was about to say. It's, it's I was about to say can I just can I just sell you on humility in one go? Your opponent casts a turn one show and tell with force with five force. Oh, dude, like, love it. Yeah, love it. Man, love sure, it. resolved. <laughs> resolved. <laughs> love it. Get it. You have it. Have it. Have it. Sure. Oh. <laughs> nice one one nice yeah. okay can we go sure <laughs> and then stuff of the storyteller completely takes over <laughs> because you also have like creatures and stuff yeah. okay 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 so here's Uh-oh. the thing i, I want to see whether that actually works out maybe somebody maybe i don't know one of you guys wants to put some time into into trying to break humility for legacy honestly how, how much i is was it? Is it like I, I'm, right I'm about to look it up right now yeah <laughs> okay who's faster i have lm in not this coming weekend the weekend after maybe we'll play stuff with that, two humanities. Oh wow, it is a uh, f- almost it's, 50, it's almost 50 bucks. Yeah. What? You call it 50? I see like 35, 40 on Magic. Yeah, Card. you're looking at the poor condition ones. Of course that's the only <laughs> one that counts to me. Like, I don't care man. Like if the card works, it works. Like that's also how I, how I select my cars. Like, I've, I, I'm driving work? all of my cards like, into the ground. Like there's no way I'm going to spend more. Ugh. Like my legacy decks usually cost more than my cars. My uh, car, cars, like only one on the time. Is humility yeah, on the is humility on the reserve list? Do you guys know? I think it should be. Should could be. 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 Scryfall usually tells you that, right? Humility. It, I don't think it, it never got a reprint. I think it is part of the reserve list. Yes. Oh, hello. Oh, dude. are we? Are we? Are, <laughs> are, are we like? A, are, dude, are, are we like a secret <laughs> finance channel? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like at thirty. Like, you can get, like, the cheapest one is a poor Japanese one. And you know when they call poor Japanese, it's like near mint in Europe yeah. or something. I'm the poor Japanese. There's, there's a Portuguese one. Humilidade. <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's not go into that. <laughs> Dude, why are all the cheapest ones Japanese? I th- there's five Japanese ones at, like, 32 from Tokyo MTG. I mean, that's... Uh... What if I order those? I, I mean, I, I think, like, humility... <laughs> Maybe they didn't ship to Germany. <laughs> Uh, oh dude yeah that's, yeah, a, that's a pretty bad idea <laughs> i actually I would, had like I a, a ship to germany day the other day mm. did you actually sell some of the cards like when you opened yourself oh, dude, up to like, germany, yeah, like dude, for one day Papa exploded <laughs> yeah you're just yeah. lazy you don't want to <laughs> sell to germany. i made okay. millions yeah <laughs> but like but like back to the topic though I, I i think humidity like it i have like literally i had like zero thoughts before the cast but now that i see humidity and how creatures and and, and decks try to win these days that and like in how powerful dress down is, I feel like every time I see someone cast dress down, it is it is really like a, a big banger. Like e- even mm-hmm. if it didn't have the cantrip uh, ability, like it usually wraps half of the board because there are like so many constructs and it or like 
you know, in response to some ETB effect kind of creatures. It's yeah, awesome. You also know how annoying it is when your opponent like plays stress down and down and step and then sticks around for your entire turn. You're like, fuck this oh, shit. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> like you can't take stuff. Yeah, mana. like the only only thing you can't do with humility um, is that in combination with like Phyrexian Dreadnought or Uro, you know, Dress Down has like some some synergy with those type of creatures, but humility yeah, just but, shuts okay. off like all the creatures. But yeah, who knows? Like I'll be kind of happy to see something like that. Like hu- okay, humility guys, controls. So, so let's approach it from this way. What are the three most common ways that people? would be able to remove humility in Legacy right now. I'm going to start first. Oh, so- <laughs> Dude! I was going to say that! <laughs> Episodic ending X4. I was going to say that. <laughs> Come on, say, um, say it. Wear tear. Come on, dude, say it. <laughs> Serenity. Serenity is good. It's actually... Okay. Better than prismatic ending, I think. <laughs> yeah. I would also say, like, the decks that you bring humility in against, or, like, want humility against, uh, those are not the prismatic ending decks in the first nope. place. Oh, can I say I'm going to change to Force of Will or Days? Oh, <laughs> okay, Days. Honestly, Days is probably the actual answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, Days is that, that counts. I mean, there's a reason we don't play four mana enchantments against Deva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless it's like okay, a Stumpy deck, but like White Stumpy is like such a bad history and legacy, like never really worked like well. No, no, we didn't have a meta game recently where it was the best deck in the format. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you guys, you, you guys are getting me excited about humility, even though I probably shouldn't be. But the other, I'm not excited good. about humility. I hate that. I don't want it. To oh, be you good. hate that card. Well, it's insane you... against painter. I don't want it to be good. I mean, I mean, dude, I mean like, I'm decks. excited, and this, this is, this is just absolutely the nuts versus Thassa's Oracle decks. And I'm literally if the Thassa in dude. play before a painter is in play. I, I just cannot win. Painter cannot win. Like straight, straight up. What if you just like overload them with like random creatures we have? Like, dude, yeah, they're all, all one ones. ones. That's the problem. <laughs> No. <laughs> is, there, is there anything? Um, no, some kind of equipment. Like, didn't you play, like, Lightning Greaves? Oh, no, the- <laughs> yeah, Lightning Greaves. <laughs> it really helps. <laughs> um, but you no. can play Fury for free. Kinda. Yeah, and you get a 1-1. One, one. One, one. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it sticks around. So it's like zero <laughs> Dude, mana. You, oh, look, we just stick around. You card to get a 1-1. One man, a one, one. Like, what? Oh, oh he- he- hear me out. Fable makes two creatures. Mm, okay. In the long run. Okay. We, I mean, we can get that. Three mana, oh, just on three mana, two, three one, one. Two that's ones. barely. This is slithering that's, souls. That's barely limited bad. playable. <laughs> 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 okay, this humanity literally like knocks us out like completely. This I is, think this we'd is, have to okay. play where to. More reason to play Thorn of Amethyst in the sideboard then. Yeah, true. Okay, I guess we we spent enough time like hyping up humanity. Yeah. Enough people are gonna buy humanity. So I I don't think it's very good. Worthless. Like every time I've <laughs> every time I've seen someone play humanity, they just die to the one ones, and it's so embarrassing. They stop playing Legacy. Don't be that player. <laughs> I mean, that's why that's why you follow up with Boat after. But you know, yeah, you know, people are just gonna have like or Pendlehaven or something in the in the sideboard. Oh, Caltrops is amazing. Caltrops is sweet. Yeah. Okay. What about Aether Flash? That's, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, ne- <laughs> never mind, never mind. Um, guys, should we, should we call it a day here? Yeah, That's I have good. a couple of uh, things I want to shout out quickly as well. Um, one is you wrote a great note. Um, shout outs to the Legacy Events in Ipswich. This is Martin. He he reached out to me recently. Like It's another grassroots thing he's setting up. Uh, let me just pull up the information. It is Ipswich Legacy. It's going to be Sunday the 23rd of April, 10 p.m. start. It's proxy friendly. It's £15 entry, like our London events, and it's non-profit, so all of it will be going back into store credit for the store they play in. 
yeah, it's fully, fully community supported. So shout out to Mark in Lancaster for taking the initiative to setting it up. It's awesome. Thank you. So go and check it out. Um, if anyone is in the UK and listening and wants to just keep up to date with all the events that are popping up, because so many are, I think this is like after London, we have like three or four different areas are doing these community run nonprofit proxies allowed events. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash legacy players UK. Even if you're not in the UK, like you, you can join and see what people are doing. But we recently got everyone together. It was like split across loads of groups um, until in January this year. And we got everyone together. So it's just like all the events in the UK for Legacy is happening there. UK Legacy is growing like insanely much. I, is, I never really is. knew much about UK Legacy, except for like there was a place called Dark Sphere and that was pretty much it. Yeah. And now much. it's like there's so many tournaments. Yeah, it's it's a classic example of if um, you build it, they'll come. So the whole reason why LLM started like seven years ago now was we had Dark Sphere every Tuesday, I think it was. And that was it. We'd get 20 people on average. In the summer, it'd be like up to 30. In the winter, it'd be like 10. And I asked them to run modern events. And the prizes were always like absolutely taking the piss or they said no or whatever. And I was like, fine, whatever. We're going to do it ourselves. So we started the LLMs. And within three events of them selling out and being successful, we had all the store. <laughs> we had three of the stores message me saying, "Actually, you know, you can come here." And I said, "No, no, we're actually quite happy on our own now." And then now we're seeing all these other ones pop up, and players are coming. It takes time. Like I've said to every single person asking for advice, like the first few will be low in numbers, and it's just you need to get the word of mouth out there, and you need to make sure the events are fun enough so that their friends will tell their friends and you know, say, "Come, it's really fun." But yeah, it's happening. It's popping up like the Axia Now um, events. Modern is always the biggest, uh, but Pioneer would usually be their second like biggest thing. But they've said Legacy has been the second most popular format, their, all their big mm. events and stuff. Um, Wait until you hear about Papa, right? Well, yeah. It, Italy is another thing. So yeah. yeah Italy, like the, the, there are villages in Germany that have a smaller population than the amount of people Italy gets for a pop event. I think they had like <laughs> yeah. 614 for they, a pop yeah. event the other day. And the, the most mind-blowing thing to me was the, the sign-ups were online for literally 20 minutes and then was sold uh, out. Pop was crazy. Yes, yeah. that's Popageddon. What a cool name as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hear there's going to be even more, but I can't really talk about that right yeah. now. But yeah, it will be It's going to be insane. Yeah. Second is just a quick shout-out to um, Jack Paul Inkwelder. He goes off by. He's very active in the painted discord um not on twitter and stuff but he's won the uh 90s magic webcam league twice in a row with painter now um so i just want to give him a shout yeah it's good deck it it keeps winning like in the painted discord like people just keep posting like hey guys just won my tournament hey guys just won my tournament so i just want to shout his channel i looked into that when i when i posted about my tournament and i was reading up on like the other tournament reports it's literally just a big pile of hey i'm on this event i'm on (laughs) that event like nobody go i guess it makes sense like rarely people go in there and they're like oh i went like one and seven like honestly i kind of miss those tournament reports from the stars where people literally would just like report any tournament they played in yeah there is there is every now and then different ones but i just found his um his youtube is just ink welder like ink welder like ink well leviathan it's based off but ink welder go and check it out he's been recording some of the the finals and stuff and commentating on it so go there and watch some high quality painter gameplay okay and also on now you mentioned the source um eddie viscosity he plays shortcake he wrote a he came 15th he came top 16 anyway in the showcase challenge 
So um, he wrote a really cool report, which is on the source as well. So go check out tournament reports on the source if you're if you're still going to read that website. Oh, old school, dude. Awesome. Yeah, shout out to Eddie as well. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, I think that's going to be it from us today. If you want to follow us, you can find us on at EternalMTG on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to support the running of the show, you can join us on this discord.com now, patreon.com slash everydayeternal. You can become a member of the discord, keep the lights on for everybody here. And another way to, to support us, just to spread the word, get the name out there, join us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a review up there, let your friends, let your enemies <laughs> no, <laughs> do you guys have enemies let them suddenly know about the uh, everyday channel and yeah just like all of our patrons especially our eternal witness tier patrons salvatore orico tommy hinks testacular sebastian holaga guillem sean dewey francis Kauper, cassandra davis benedict gruber by the way benedict just won the I don't even know what they call it. Regional cheap he's, he's going to athens basically yeah, to, to like yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's how you do it. And Severin Schwarzuber. And Grizzlebrand here, Victor Bernatz, Baji Butts, Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Henry Cockhurts, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seyfried, Fritz Jernat. Thank you so much for your support. And see you again next time once we have found out that everybody has become a humidity millionaire now. <laughs> no, Is that how it works? please stop. <laughs> that's, that's the end. Stop it. <laughs> okay, everybody, see you. Bye bye. Ciao. Bye. bye.